Hey everybody, welcome back to the Breaking Bad Insider Podcast. My name is Kelly Dixon, and we are going to talk about what Vince has called the best episode ever. <laughs> yes, yes. I, 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 I don't think that's I don't think that's an overstatement. I seriously. Yeah. Um. No, right before we rolled on this, Vince was saying, I said that this was the best episode ever at the what, the New York I've uh, said premiere. it many times in public now. I stand by it. <laughs> and what you and, say and, is, and, and as I also say, unfortunately, we have two more to go after this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. No, I'm very proud of the next two. Uh, um, but this one, this is an absolute high point in the whole series. Uh, that is absolutely, I feel confident and safe saying that. Well, hell, anybody listening to this has seen it, so they're they're all sitting you know, in front of their various devices with their <laughs> headphones on, nodding their heads saying, hell yeah, it's true. Um, this episode is episode number 514. It's called Ozymandias, and I have some really special guests here, including Vince Gilligan. Hello. And editor Skip McDonald. Hello there. Writer Moira Wally Beckett. Hey. And very special and very cool guest to have shown up on a Sunday, Ryan Johnson, director. Hello. Hey, you guys. So thanks for coming in. This is Sunday. Um... Uh, we're actually at uh, at uh, our co-executive producer Melissa's office in Century City. This is so fancy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Compared to the crack den where we actually made the show. Yeah, like, it's yeah like we're sitting shining. here looking over a huge vista of, of Hollywood and the Hollywood Hills. Um, uh, today is actually uh, a day that we were actually doing three podcasts today. This is the second one, so if you're listening... On episode 514, we just finished that one, and now we're doing, five, I mean, excuse me, 512. 12, yeah. Uh, now we're doing 514, and we premiere tonight. Why did we do it this way, by the way? Because in the past, we would record them one a week, and we, we did them in order. We haven't done them one a week for a long well, time. Well, no, when we started, when we had the idea yeah, of doing podcast. Yeah, when we started, but the, it, was very, it was much smaller then. Yeah. The first one was just you and I, and then they started to get bigger, and we were all in my editing room with the sound was horrible, and we used to get slammed because the sound was so bad now we've like learned our lesson and we like do them in, on a big table where you know we actually sound good and yeah that's pretty cool but we all we just ran out of time this year we just uh we so ran out of time this year because yeah. everybody's off doing different jobs now exactly moira it's sold so a weird. show Yay. congratulations Yay. to moira Thanks, guys. i still feel like i'm on hiatus yeah, I'm just waiting for the room to get together again. I kind of feel that way too. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I'm developing a series for stars. Nice. It's a gritty underbelly of a New York City ballet company. You sold that one. Congratulations. That's nice. So when does it go under? Well, is it is it sold to pilot? Is that what it is? It's sort of a pre pre production. Stars does their own thing. They do like ten weeks to break the season one bible, and then they make a decision. And if they green light it, it goes straight to series. No oh, pilot. so there is no oh. just pilot. Oh, that's great! Yeah. Congratulations. So fingers crossed. That's that awesome. I don't mess it up. That's awesome. That's yeah, ten weeks to, to mess it up. Ten weeks to yeah. come up with a bible. Mm-hmm. A bible meaning one document that sort of tells the whole story, the whole story but, but of not in script one. form. Okay. Yep. And breaks mm-hmm. down all the characters. Huh. Breaks down what happens within the worlds. That's cool. That's yeah. a smart way to do it, actually. It's a good. I think it's a good investment. You know, yeah. you get to do do a lot of global thinking first. Yeah. So. Oh, I think that's absolutely a great investment. And then everyone's yeah. on the same page yeah. when you're shooting that first episode versus the way it's typically done. You you put all your eggs into the pilot basket and you shoot a pilot and then everyone says Goes. yay or nay based on the pilot. And but says, then you huh, got to wonder what happens next. Yeah, wonder what happens next. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So smart. Which Dodging is something that, that it's an interesting model. Which yeah. is something that we didn't do on Breaking Bad, right? We did it the old-fashioned way in Breaking Bad, which is 
put all the eggs in the pilot basket, and then and then everyone was like, "Hey, we like the pilot. What the hell happens next?" And then, and, including me. <laughs> you know, while we're on this little bit of this subject, because we've been doing a lot of talking about the writer's room and the process of writing, especially these last episodes. But I'm curious, just jumping back to what you just said, Vince. When you, yes, you did that pilot, and you, I think you wrote it, didn't you write it like in 2004 or something like that? It finally no, went to pilot. I don't think pilot. it was that long ago, but I think I wrote it in 2005 or six, okay. probably 2006. Because we started shooting it in 2007. Yeah, early 2000. I might have yeah. written it in 2005. But then I'm curious because if you say that you're putting all your eggs in the pilot basket, then um, obviously if somebody's going to buy that pilot, like Sony and AMC, um, they're wanting to know what happens next. So how do you have that, those meetings? What you do bull, you then you say? Bull, you bullshit your way through. <laughs> and I'm not only, and I'm only half joking. Yeah, you kind of do. Da, 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 you kind of do. And just kind of yeah. reserve the right to say, you know, that. that you kind of do like Barton Fink did, uh, where you say, you say, I'm not, you know, my artistic process is such that I'm not you put comfortable. put it into words too soon, it can lose its shape. And <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> can't talk about my Wallace Berry wrestling picture yet. <laughs> uh, I, I, I actually did have some ideas that, that honestly, in hindsight, uh, some of them I, I honestly don't even remember, and others we, we, we never did. Okay. Uh, I pitched some crazy scene. You know, maybe I'll pitch it on the last episode, <laughs> on the last podcast. Okay. <laughs> because it's batshit. The thing with, the, with, the, with Junior and the, and, the, and the basement with the – with a gun. Uh-huh. Okay, now you have to. Uh-huh. You know what? You know what? I'll, I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it. Uh, I'll All pitch right. it on the last podcast. Right. Remind me. Remind me. All right. All right. You guys um, remember too. Yeah. Um, Ryan Johnson is here. Uh, we just got to hear a little bit about a new script you're writing. No, you don't need to say anything right now. But but it is completely but you have awesome. Been in Paris Super writing. Cool. You've been in Paris writing. Um, <laughs> just watch your hands on the table because oh, the mics pick I... it up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, the mics pick that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've actually been in Paris writing your script, so we're looking forward to the next. Doesn't, that doesn't make me sound like an asshole at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice about that statement. <laughs> You go to Paris all the time to write, though, don't you? That's we, even worse. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't say Paris, uh, France. Paris, New Jersey. Just had Paris, Texas on the loop on my TV. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm writing right now. I'm like, so this is uh, to get to actually come and talk with human beings that I love is the nice break. <laughs> Let me out of my little room. Yeah. And um, it sounds completely awesome. So oh, no. yeah. Keep a lookout yeah. for that. When when do you think uh, we're going to be able to see it? Oh, Two God, years? I don't know. Uh, well, I don't, I'm hoping to get it done as quickly as possible. Best case scenario, we're making it next year. Yeah. You know, hopefully cool. get yeah. written by the end of this year. But nice. who knows? Nice. Yeah, you just kind of... Yeah, you are the man. No, You're and the why man. not make a shameless plug for? We've seen so many uh, um, uh, promos for it. After the Breaking Bad premiere comes the new AMC series, Hello, Winter Sun, which Skip McDonald is here. And Skip, you cut the pilot, and you are working on the show. Yes. So do you want to give us any more about Low Winter Sun? Well, they've already seen the pilot episode at this point. Right. But uh, no, I think it's a, a really good ep- episode in series. And, uh, you know, the one thing the critics have been saying is that it's very dark. They need some humor in it. So hopefully they'll start adding a little humor to it. Because <laughs> it is really dark. And I might as well say what I've been doing. I'm cutting on The Walking Dead. Yes. So. Yay. Zombie. Right on. 
So, um, so let's start right in because you know what? Here's the deal. Um, um, your your episode is called Ozymandias, and you know, uh, one of our assistant editors, Sharon William Sheridan William Sotelo, um, uh, cut a promo for you with you know she worked with you, Ryan, on cutting a it was promo. Ryan's idea. Of, it was Ryan's idea. Oh, okay, yeah. and Sheridan did a wonderful job yeah. along with the, these Sheridan two guys. Sheridan is tweeting this thing like crazy. I mean, like <laughs> crazy this week. But um, it just started airing, and I actually thought that it wasn't going to air till closer to your episode, but it is actually airing as a prequel. I mean, like, not prequel, but as a promo for the series premiere, which is really cool. I didn't know you guys were going to use it. We just kind of turned it over and then didn't oh. hear. I was really, I was oh, really happy just to see it, it, <laughs> see it pop yeah, up. Yeah, it was just like yeah. this really yeah. fond idea that we had, yeah. well, that, that Ryan had to utilize the poem, which yeah. had been a major right. source mm-hmm. of inspiration not only for this episode, but we had sort of talked about it for the whole thematically season. for the whole and final in fact, season. Honestly, if you look at the poster, uh, the, the vertical poster, uh, 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 the portrait style, uh, mm. well, actually they use it horizontally, landscape-wise on billboards too, but the Remember My Name poster. Yeah, they did. A, uh, our uh, folks, uh, Linda Shupak and the good folks at the, yeah. the marketing department at AMC came up with... Uh, with that tagline and that and that graphic based on on I think us talking in the writers' room about Ozymandias and 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 me suggesting to her that maybe that's sort of something to keep in mind and that, so that's sort of the cool yeah that really to me that speaks of of, of that feeling of, of you know a guy in the desert wanting to be remembered assuming yeah. he will be around you know? the remains of the colossal wreck yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 so um. Let's like it. I gotta say, when I read, I think when I read the outline for this, I was like absolutely blown away, blown away, mad as hell that I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> because Ryan and I have a relationship, we've been working together, for, like, we've done two it's episodes true. together, but yeah. that's okay because I feel like I'm still on the team. So, you know, but it was such a great episode. I told Skip, I said, I'm mad at you, but you know, do the hell out of it, it's gonna be great. But what I loved, loved, loved about it was that you started it back in the pilot, which was so cool. Yeah. So let's start as by talking about that, because what I will say, and I'm going to let you guys who you all worked on it, I'm going to let you guys take it over. But that teaser was actually shot like on the last day of production very last day of series production everything it was shot later. That was so so perfect. Very final shooting day of. 62 episodes of Breaking Bad, the very last day. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Couldn't have been a better way to go out. That was perfect. And Brian and Aaron loved it. The crew loved it. It, it was the day just chock full of nostalgia <laughs> and, and, and lightheartedness. Yeah. You know, this show gets pretty fucking dark. <laughs> and um, everything goes as wrong as it possibly could. And for the guys to get to be back... Walt and his tidy whities <laughs> idiot Jesse smoking around the chemicals in the RV and hitting a rock with a stick. I mean, <laughs> it was a fantastic way to go back. It was perfect. And, it was, back it was, to the, and the weather was perfect because I was there, and I was, I'm was i so seldom on the set. I had the best. It was sad. It was bittersweet, but I had the best day because I knew it was everything was in. Could not have been in better hands writing and directing-wise, and I got to fart around and climb up all the rock formations that I always wanted to see. I literally always wanted to climb up on all the years I'd come out there. 
and I finally got to do it yeah, because I didn't I didn't need to watch anything being shot. Every I knew once it was in a while, I'd see this little speck in the distance. I'd be like, "Is that Vince?" Just <laughs> <laughs> like up in the sky on the top of some ridge of red rock. And yeah, I took a lot what? of pictures. I had the best time. You know what? I want to ask you also because this is, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but we destroyed our RV in episode six. I mean, uh, excuse me, 306. But we had an extra RV. No, we, we've always had one. We, that's a little bit of a magic trick. We never, story-wise, we destroyed it. But mm-hmm. we did not destroy the actual RV. That RV that you see in this episode is the RV so what did we kill? We we destroyed a uh, the luckily, actually honestly it's not even luck really. The eighty three bounder uh, was chosen in the pilot because it was so what's the word ubiquitous? It's it's, uh, it's, it's uh, there you can find quite a few of them. I I passed one in West Los Angeles literally just two days ago, parked on a side street. There there were a lot of eighty three bounders still out there. I actually wanted a more distinctive and unique. Uh, uh, RV when I was when we were coming up with a pilot and I had a, I saw one that was really wild looking from the 50s and my production designer at the time Rob Wilson King rightly said to me it's great I love it too but we will never be able to double it and you will hate yourself later for picking this very wild one of a kind one and so we picked one uh, that was easily doubled and we've had a couple of them over the years. And the one that you saw destroyed on camera in John Scheiben's episode back in season three, three yeah. was uh, the shell was a, a non-running shell that we, we bought it. Somebody bought it. One of the crew bought it at junkyard. Probably oh, okay. Dennis Milliken and his guys bought it at a junkyard or some such. And the original, uh, is, is, as we speak, is parked on the Sony lot yep. in Culver City. Yep. Hopefully, and I'm not even kidding when I say this, I'd love to see it. Like in the Peterson Auto Museum or something someday. I'd like to see it on display somewhere, along with the Aztec, which also still exists. I was going to say, even though we got smashed up, they smashed up. We repaired that one. They they smashed up an alternate one in Ryan Johnson's episode. That's right. (laughs) The the hero one still is in one piece too. So cool. Um, So. Just talk a little bit about, um, tell me, uh, we've been talking a lot on these podcasts about the writer's process, about the writer's room process, which is, to me is still fascinating, and I have endless questions always about it, but tell me about at that point in the show, now we have gone through where, I gotta say, I can actually say now that I... I think the first thing I thought about this season was, okay, this is gonna be the season of Hank. You know, and Hank is going to get Walt, but it's not going to happen to the end. And so that was why in the first podcast we talked about how everybody in the podcast except me thought that the confrontation between Walt and Hank wasn't going to happen for like weeks. And I was like, oh, it's going to happen right away. But this is going to be the season of Hank like making a case and getting Walt in the end. Mm-hmm. And that is so far from the freaking truth. And I'm so excited that that's what happened because I never, ever, ever ever would have guessed what actually happened. I think you guys really, really got me at the Confessions episode. That one was like blew my mind, totally blew my mind and set the whole thing on an ear. And after that, I said, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to guess, not even going to try. Ginny's episode, in other words, where Walt gives his fake confession that that makes it look like Hank is the bad guy. Exactly. Um, But then, so after that, I had no idea where it was going to go. And I was totally excited about that. But then when I read Moira's script, I well, first of all, when uh, when Hank is out there in the in five, 
13, where Hank follows, gets Walt out into the desert and is basically slapping the cuffs on him. And then the uh, Todd and his uncle's gang show up and we leave that episode where they're just gunshot. And like the last shot is Walt like screaming on the, the backseat of the car. It's like, ah, you said that that was going to be the, the ending that everybody was just going to be like, ah. Everybody's going to be, I'm, I, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this were pissed off at that ending. You can't end it there. You can't end it there. But I so did not expect ever for Hank to die yet. I did not expect. I thought or if, if Hank's going to die, yeah. of the next episode, yeah, yeah. you know, if yeah. Hank, also unusual. Yeah. If Hank is going to die, I thought it was going to take till episode five sixteen or whatever. If that was going to happen, I didn't know. But I'm like, if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen till the end. And you guys had the balls to like do it in mid season, which you know to me was like whoa no way then what happens which is the coolest thing in the world because it's like when i read your your outline moira it was like holy shit there's two episodes after that and then i talked to ryan on the phone and he goes what the hell is supposed to happen after this? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, how is this going to happen now? That's what I was talking about at the beginning of this whole thing. The next two are very uneventful, unfortunately. That's not true. I have to give away. I have to give away the. I'm going to give away the ending. There's, it's just. Uh, no, 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 no. Ryan doesn't want to know. There's, there's an doing? entire act of just Walt tending a Zen rock garden, just you know, grooming it very neatly with all the parallel lines. You know, oh, I thought it was going to be the right way to go out, but now I'm thinking <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> so l- just tell me, I mean, j- uh, just curious because um, it's been a while since we did the podcast for 513. Um, and I'm sorry, but my memory, I remember the show, but I don't remember exactly about the podcast. And so um, talk to me about a little bit about how you guys at this point were breaking your story. Did you know like early on, like um, in in the beginning of the in the beginning of breaking the sh- the la- the final eight, did you know that you were gonna basically kill Hank in the middle of this final eight? How did that come about? How did that? How did that, uh, Moira? Because I tend to forget details. We knew that we didn't want to do the obvious and save it for the end because that's what everybody yeah. would likely suspect. Yeah. And um, well, and when did we even come up with? Because it's not obvious, I guess that that Hank would would necessarily, you know, not make it through. Yeah. So, or, not, you know, would die at all. So, yeah. Yeah. And and we wanted it to be complicated, and we wanted to maximize the use of Jack and his crew. Yeah, that point. was pretty ambiguous, but pointed. <laughs> all the same. You doing okay over there, Ryan? Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> my finger's an inch from my ears. Don't worry. Don't worry. We won't okay. kill it for you. It All is right. awesome, though. I just saw it on Monday. So. Uh, it? But it's interesting because we started it. We, you know, there was such a sense of obligation because of the legacy that that we felt the weight of it on our shoulders as we started to break this final eight, and we we, you know, we didn't want to mess it up. We wanted it to be worthy yeah. and. Um, and we, there were so many choices to make, and it felt like we had so much room for a while. And then all of a sudden, you're breaking story, and you get to like episode five, and you realize, holy sh! Yeah, there's only like three left, yeah. and we got to cram all this that stuff in. Every year, didn't it? Every year that the happened. Beginning of every season, 
It's an infinite amount of time. We can't <laughs> fill it. We'll we never come up with enough ideas. And then we're scrambling to You're make scrambling it all fit. I, I, I was not being, I think this is the highlight of the whole series. But the t next two episodes, I'm real proud of them too. So yeah, and there's a lot, and there, believe it or not, is a lot left to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's, mm -hmm. that's probably not that hard to believe. There's, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot left Dude, to do. Dude, there's yeah. a lot going on <laughs> <in> now. <laughs> well, I will say also in this um, episode that there was a little bit that happened towards the, I guess, right before it started shooting. And originally, Hank was supposed to die in 513. That was supposed to happen yes. in 513. It was supposed to be the end of that episode. Yeah. And so we yeah. changed yeah. it up. a little bit about we what happened. Where How did that work? I forgot. It, there was... It was a space issue for one thing, and also we did, we just sort of wanted to make it more delicious. <laughs> That's right. I wanted to, mm -hmm. wanted, to, wanted to, yeah, and wanted really to give it its due. Give it its due. Mm -hmm. And there was so much to shoot with the shootout, and yeah. we got so excited about that and that sequence. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, if we tag this on the end, that's not going to get us due either, and yeah. that's when we came up with the idea of picking up five fourteen. Which I don't think act. George loved. And George was disappointed. Him, George was disappointed. Fair right? enough. He, he took it like a he took it like a man, but he, he uh, but he was he was he was. Oh, you know what? That dude got the freaking train robbery. He got the train. He got to go on location and have our most expensive episode ever. But um, oddly enough, I don't think that was our most expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the fly episode came in like twice the budget of everything did else not. just because of all yeah. the drugs that we did oh. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't insane like come on set of Caddyshack it was just nuts <laughs> doing me Ryan would come on set like ah, I'm not feeling it today <laughs> go back go everybody back everybody go home go back to the, the hotel sun, even though yeah. we were shooting on a stage I that... still insist on waiting for magic there's hour there's that time <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't understand the you audience can sense it man you're gonna know. You're gonna know. So let's jump. Let's jump back to to this teaser. Um, Moira, I gotta say, and Ryan, I gotta say that I loved Jesse in the background, like jumping off that rock, and that you know what? What kind of stuff did you? Did Aaron come up with that himself? I mean, what? No, what did a... you do to like be out there with those guys to jump them back several years? Yeah, I mean, that was all in the script. I mean, Moira really had specifically in her head the dumbest thing that I remember you saying the dumbest <laughs> thing I can think of which is just he's hitting a rock with a stick <laughs> <laughs> and so, really enjoying it and I remember like Aaron like started like doing more elaborate stuff that looked a little more like fancy sword and, play yeah and then you're like I think he should just be beating on the rock with a stick like, <laughs> like he looks too smart the way he's beating on the rock with the stick like dumb it down but then, yeah you're right and then he started doing like this swashbuckling thing yeah. and it was also lame in a really amusing way. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so like Star Wars that. kid. Remember yeah. him on uh, YouTube? Yeah. Oh gosh, we love Star him Wars so kid. much. I and then Star you've Wars got uh, you've got uh, Walt making a call to Skylar about very Bogdan. first lie. Yeah, that's one of the things we were going for. Yeah. Not only you know to take us back to the beginning because we figured everybody we we all we wanted to see that yeah. you know, but it's it was back in a time when Walt and Skylar's marriage was amicable, was working. It was before yeah. all the chaos. Yeah. And this is the moment of Walt's very first lie to <laughs> Skylar. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's, uh, let's jump um, to where we left our, our heroes at, uh, at the I, end of 513. Can I say one last yeah. thing? 
the hair and makeup department. I want to give a big shout out oh, to yeah. them mm. uh, and the wardrobe Damn. department. And you guys had to let Jesse grow his hair back too, right? He got, you know, he got had to give him time to well, grow his hair back. Well, this was the reason for shooting it on the last day That's is that, I mean. is yeah. that the hair had to be cut. Uh, beard's uh, Walt's beard had to be uh, uh, shaved off. Goatee had to be shaved off off his chin, and right. but then the uh, that's a wig that that Brian is wearing, wonderfully uh, created, uh, <laughs> a custom wig, and and uh, just the hair and makeup department. Uh, everybody, all departments, everyone did a wonderful job recreating the past, as yeah. it were. But it had to be the last day for for hair reasons for for shaving for shaving Walt and Jesse in other words for shaving Brian and Aaron rather. yeah we got to go back you know because we had, we had shot a couple of months before that yeah. and we got to go back two months later to shoot this yeah. and that was very nice of uh, of Ryan to come back because you would you were off, you were off to other things and uh, yeah, yeah we were in the Paris at that point you came off in Paris no God I mean what a privilege to be back not only for the last day of shooting but because I you know I never got to work like with the guys in that mode like I came I started my first one was season three and yeah. so to, for me I was like a, a fanboy being back I'm like this is I'm shooting them they're in the RV this is the RV and Walt looks like old Walt and just <laughs> so I was like just yeah no it was a real privilege to be able to be there for that awesome and Skip did you I know you had to you had a didn't you use you use some pilot footage in there or no was there any pilot no. footage no, no that, was, it was, all, all that was all that was all new footage okay yeah we yeah. just matched the cook and the it's look a, at the coach yeah. and what was there. And, and it's a credit. Everything. I'm sorry, yeah. No, no but, but the, the callback that I like, too, is um, Skyler's eBay. Yeah. Selling the, the yeah. clown yeah, and the, stuff. That was a great call. The hideous to crying too. clown. <laughs> yes. Which scary. scares me. The clowns scare me. So. It's a credit to how well everyone working together recreated the past, so to speak, because the first time I saw it, uh, I'm watching and saying, God, this looks really good. And then when the third cut came, thir- not the third, it, the, the, once he steps outside, and it's, at the, it's like the second cut after we cut out. You guys yeah. cut the outside. Yeah. And it's a shot. You start more on his collarbone, and you tilt up to Walt as he's buttoning his last of his buttons of his shirt. I literally, watching it, I said, oh, so they're using footage from the old <laughs> pilot. And I was like, no, wait, this is new. This is all new. I really, even I, I literally thought, Oh my God! They're cutting in footage. Hey, it works pretty well. <laughs> and then well, I remember you guys... there was it was all interesting. I'm sorry, it was no. interesting to me. Like there was a there was a discussion about just the mode, like the style of shooting. That not because uh. there wasn't a huge style, but there were some subtle things yeah. that were very different about the way you were shooting in season one right. versus now. Right. And so the discussion was. Like I think that like the tobacco filter on the in the desert stuff. It's yeah. like okay, how do we? Do you want it to be replicating kind of the look of the show from season one, or right. do you want to shoot it like we're shooting now? But yeah. have it be the, that was an to me that was just interesting seeing you guys like very you know, interesting. You figure right. that out, yeah. How did what did you guys have to do, Ryan, out there to kind of match to what where Michelle McLaren left off <laughs> in five thirteen? Because uh, you have a dissolve a that goes to right like an the exact match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was just a lot of. Is there any visual effects work on that? On that match? No. That oh, cool. Just dissolved. Nice. Well, the nice thing was because it cut off in the middle of chaos with the last episode, the end of... I actually I haven't seen Michelle's episodes, so I don't know exactly, but I was told we're going to basically cut off once the shooting starts. So yeah. besides the position of the cars, I know there was a lot of work you guys did in terms of figuring out exactly where everything is shot up and like... Um, 
like we would take pictures of the cars and like you know we'd send them to to, to you to Vince and you would you would mark on there with markers okay this is this there should be shots up yeah. here and stuff and yeah. so yeah it was it, it was just a lot of really precise planning and it, could, mm-hmm. and, and it works perfectly yeah. just good, perfectly. good good yeah yeah it so, matches perfectly so we're basically at that point where Hank is like we we don't know what's really happened but Hank is I think Hank is like gasping at that point and he's he's still he's still alive do you see Hank get shot at the end of 513? No. No, no. Okay, okay. We don't know oh, what happened. Nor, nor, okay. nor, nor Gomez. Or Gomez. Because yeah. I, I no. read a version of a 513 outline you first sent me where I think Gomez's death was in it was on camera. camera. Originally scripted. Yeah. We, yeah. we cut that off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But when we come up on our on Act One on yours, you know, we Hank is Hank is still alive. Screams, and yeah. We're like, wounded. wow. Okay. So maybe, maybe, right? you know, maybe. <laughs> so can you guys talk about, just talk about your. Uh, your act one and you know the decision at this point to you know have hank be shot and it's so sad especially since he just called marie and said i'll be uh, i might be a little late but yeah you know coming here's out. a picture of my boat it's <laughs> called forever <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what that phone call was a little bit right? <laughs> you're like oh something's bad something's gonna happen <laughs> but uh just from the writer's perspective the writer's room perspective and also ryan Ooh. your work out there and Talk about like Dean. Dean, you know, was... uh, you know, Dean was. Uh, it was hard for him. He put on a game face, yeah. but he was really emotional. Yeah. And um, and it was a hellish day. There was a windstorm. Oh yeah. And the sound was kicking up, and the actress just did Joman's duty, just take after take. But in terms of the process of breaking the story um, to write it, we wanted it to be you know, without a shadow of a doubt between Hank and Walt Mm -hmm. that Hank would die because of Walt and that even though Walt isn't the guy pulling the trigger, his, his blood is on Walt's hands. And, um, you know, to Walt's credit, last ditch effort, He's willing to give up everything he's yeah. ever, including his, he has money, right? Yeah, everything he he ever worked for, um, to to make this not happen, and he can't stop it. But you know, now I wonder. I agree with you. Everything you just said. I think there's no doubt in my mind. But I'm just this is my opinion. It's it's no one needs to share it. It's one person's opinion. But there's no doubt in my mind that Walt put these wheels in motion. For sure. But there might be people listening to this who say, no, no, no. It was Jesse who got Hank killed. I but, suppose. But I'm not saying I agree. But do you yeah. what, what would you say to someone who said that? Because there might be people saying, no, it was Jesse. It was Jesse from uh, being a rat. Yeah, was, I mean it's chicken and the egg because ultimately you can you can backtrack it to the beginning of the series and yeah. And, you know, Walt is the architect yeah. of all of this. That'd be a little like the end of the big baseball game. The last guy strikes out. They blame the loss of the game on him. But it's like, no, there was a great many things happened before the last guy struck <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. Was there any, I mean, you know, what was that day like? I mean, you know, it's something you as a fanboy, you say yeah. you're a fanboy. Did you, you did, did you see it coming? Uh, what do you mean? You mean reading it? Yeah, like, just reading hang, it for the first time. And you know, this early? Uh, no, no, it was a big surprise. I mean, everything about reading it was. I mean, the big thing I remember about reading this outline for the first time, and I've I've talked to a few people like on set who have felt the same way. Like I had to kind of take breaks in between the acts reading <laughs> it because it was, it was really intense. <laughs> it was really intense. So 
no, that's my main memory of it. But no, it was a big surprise. And I remember the, I mean, on the day, because basically we were shooting all that exterior stuff, um, the location in the desert where we were shooting is essentially in a big valley. And so um, that meant that our hours were really restricted because it's light until whatever, 6.30 or 7, but the sun goes behind the valley and like the angel of death, this massive shadow starts creeping towards you at around 4. And then by like 4.20, your set is in shadow and you you can't shoot anything. And so we had really short shooting days and we had to just meticulously plan out our shots and so there wasn't time to... Which is something that Ryan is genius at, by the way. No. Just got to give you mad props no, on that. No. Well, now with the schedule, you have to, you know. So there wasn't really time to reflect and say, oh, we're shooting this. Oh, it was really just yeah. like, let's go, let's go. I want to yeah. blow a little more smoke up Ryan's butt. Oh uh, <laughs> because uh, I, I, I have not direct as much as, as Ryan, but I, I when I direct, also I'm lucky, I, I you know, I can get yelled at by the big bosses, but on the whole, you know, it's going to go as long as it's going to go. I, you know, <laughs> every other director on the show does not have, and, and it makes me a little lazy sometimes, uh, perhaps, but I, I don't also, I want to blow some smoke uh, toward Ryan and uh, directors like him who know exactly what they want because I go in thinking I know what I want, but then I get scared and I shoot a little bit of everything. And then I say to myself, better to have it than not. And that's good if you can get away with it. But, like, Ryan reminds me of John Ford. John Ford used to sit, um, amongst many other great directors, John Ford did this thing. He'd sit, I don't. I guess at least for a while there, he didn't have final cut. Mm-hmm. So he'd sit next to the lens, and he'd take his hat off, and he would <laughs> hold it in front of the lens <laughs> during, during, uh, during moments he knew he did not want in the final cut. So he would ruin the take. In the moments, in other words, John That's Ford funny. knew exactly what he wanted, <laughs> and he knew, so he got what he needed, and he didn't get what he didn't need. That's interesting. And uh, I'm always impressed watching. The, and, and Skip, you can speak to this oh, yeah. as far as the date, because you you know the dailies better than anyone except for Ryan, because right. you pour over them. And Ryan doesn't bother getting stuff he knows he doesn't need. No, he knows what he wants, and and we get it. Yeah, yeah working well, with Ryan too. He's like, it's funny because it's like just editing the thing is just the formality that you have to go through at that point because no it's true because it's like it's like you've already seen the thing you've seen it in your head you you, you just have oh, to no, go through the legwork no there's that's not that's exactly, there's so much that we just you know and I've, yeah, I've been lucky enough to work with with both of you guys and there's so much that gets discovered in the edit room it's such a collaborative process that's, that's very a big sweet of you. <laughs> but you know it's cool ryan has this notebook and he's Draws out all, you know, his shot list. Oh, he hand draws them. But they're like, his, yeah, they're stick figures. They're now. like, he draws like a five-year-old, but it's all <laughs> in perspective. And all the shots are cool. And we go through them, and I know exactly what he has in mind. And I'm just like, oh, damn, that's a great idea. So um, I know we should sell those someday. So, <laughs> so let's talk about, there, there's some things that happen in this in this act, you know, when they're doing the, you know, the whole you know, negotiation, I guess really not a negotiation, but basically, you know, before Hank dies, um, or in the, I guess after Hank dies, which is amazing, and I can't believe that you guys did it, but I think I'm, like, really happy they had the balls to do it. It was re- – I, I don't think anybody will see it. Well, I've seen it coming. Um, but you let 
Walt tell Jesse about Jane, which mm. I thought was just so awesome. We knew we had to do it before <laughs> yeah. it was all over. Might as well be now. And what was so nice, the kismet of it is that uh, yeah. the last time we danced up to this moment was in Ryan and yes, in the, the Fly. In Ryan's first episode. Of, Ryan's of first fly, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We just danced to the edge of telling him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we knew we had to do it. We were looking forward to finding the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. And to it do was it. it's just so evil. I, I gotta say that when I read the outline for this um, I think I was one of the first, and it was funny. In the I know I think I've talked in the podcast before about these outlines. You know, a lot of times uh, they're about fourteen or fifteen pages, and they're written like a short story. And it's they you, we get them early, so we get to see what happens in the story. And so sometimes, especially if it's not the script that you know I'm going to do, I'll just read the outline, and I won't have read the script. And I remember like in the I think I was the first to read it, and I was just. And then Chris, my assistant editor, was like one of the second to read it. And we it, it was like so hard because Skip didn't have time to yeah. read it. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard up there to not be giving so things away. Bad. We're like, oh, uh, you don't like know. A, oh, my a God. Week, a week or more later before I got it to read like, it. It was like, oh, my God, you got, you've got to read this. Just And I, I think I remember, I'm, I thought it was this outline. It might not have been, but I thought it was this one where I said, you know what? Just drop everything and read that you're not. This won't be wasted time, man. Just yes. read this. You're not going to believe what the hell happens when when I read the outline for five oh seven where Walt kills Mike. Yeah, I said. I cannot believe that Walt did this. This guy is such a son of a bitch. I think he's just going to tell Jesse because he's so mean. Oh. And Chris and I, now that I remember it, we both read this outline. at the, We were reading at the same time. But Chris was in the other room, and he's a faster reader than me. And I shouted out, I fucking knew it. Uh. And Chris shouted to me, I know exactly what you just read. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what uh, it was. Because I was like, I, first of all, I was like, I know he's going to tell him just because he's an asshole at this point. Well, you, you, you guessed very well. That was very astute of you. I got to say, though, we talked about every possible permutation. And for, for, for years, I kind of had it in my head. And, and the, the, the writers kept pulling me back to reality. But I had it in my head that we could make hay somehow with the fact that when we first met Mike, he shows up, the very first time we meet him, he shows up the cleaner. He puts on the gloves. Yeah. Jesse's crying in his old apartment, and Jane is lying dead in the back bedroom. And this is before he smacks the hell out of Jesse and says, you know, man up, and, and you know, you found her dead. That's all you know. But he's back there, and he there was a moment where, and this is the first time we ever worked with Jonathan Banks. He's got the gloves on, and he pokes at the uh, the little bit of cardboard that was that was over the broken oh, bit of yeah, glass the window, on yeah. the back window. And and I said to these guys, maybe Mike, being as smart as he is, figures out that there was an interloper in the room. Maybe Mike can say, in other words, maybe Mike can say to Jesse at some point over a drink in a bar or something, you know something. I think, uh, and, and all the writers said, you know, in other words, Mike could say to Jesse, you know, I think there was, uh, I think I figured it out. And I think what it was, was that, uh, Walt was in the room and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the writers kept saying to me, there's, the guy would have to be like 10 times smarter than Columbo to have worked that one out. And they were right. And then Mike was gone and then there's literally no way to do it. So yeah, we, but we talked about Jesse figuring it out on his own, but there was, especially yeah. after Mike disappeared, there was no way. Anyone but Walt could tell it, and Walt could either tell it drunkenly 
out of guilt, or he could say it out of just pure nasty meanness yeah. like he does. Or out of Spite. moral obligation was another avenue that we sort of considered yeah. that he would offer it as a, you know, a, well, to inspire Jesse to take action. Yeah, you know, we talked about a lot of, of versions. A lot of different permutations. And a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of our, uh, not arguing, but a lot of questioning and, and discussion over when it would happen. Yeah. But it felt right here. It, it felt, felt most right absolutely here. Absolutely and, right. And, and, and what the is... The ultimate and, punishment. As, as Walt's... Yeah, the ultimate punishment. Why is Walt like that at this point? Is it because... You know, is he trying mind, to like blame it mind, on Jesse? In his mind, Jesse's the reason why Hank's dead. Okay. No question. Do you absolutely. remember shooting that, uh, that moment where he turned... Uh, yes, let's talk about amazing. that. That, that was fun. That was phenomenal because that was a moment, like Ryan was saying earlier, where we were losing the light. We yeah, had light like was gone. We actually shuffled up the hill we and moved, cheated where we shot. Exactly. Yeah. We moved <laughs> for, for where what? we for were for the very last for I killed Jane. Of Walt, where he comes around, it's kind of a dirty. Uh, I let Jane die. It's a dirty down. over where he comes. Yeah. We had shot the whole thing, and I think I thought we were done. I thought, I think I was like, okay, that's it, we got it all. And then I was thinking, I'm like, no, the one moment we don't have solid on Walt is that moment. Yeah. And I said, I think I said to Slovis, like, but we lost it. He goes, no, let's just go 30 nice. feet up here. Well, and yeah. so everybody on the crew hustled and we pulled everything up and we had like that sun was creeping towards us just, yeah. and it was literally like at the I mean Brian just stepped in and nailed it and it was this incredible feeling and then like we right as the last minutes. take was going yeah he got it right and then you could see the shade start to come over yeah. him as that sun hit I did not well. know that that's yeah. great oh, it, it was, was a really fun it was a hell of a moment yeah. it really really was it's a yeah. wonderful wonderful moment of acting it, because yeah. you know what's great about it and I watched it over and over again in the editing room and I had no idea you'd move to a different location location again yeah. I didn't know that we didn't skip and I didn't know that <laughs> that watching was some guerrilla filmmaking yeah. right it was there great. Yeah, yeah. it just shows what you can get away with Yeah, I would have oh, never yeah. in a million years guessed you'd gone to a different spot for that but what I love about that moment is he says it I watched Jane die and there's sadness in his face and you're like why is he telling this? Is he unburdening his soul? Yeah. And then his face changes, and it's so subtle, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And you realize he's not, he's just, he's, he's just twisting, he's twisting the, knife. the knife. And it's so beautifully played by Brian. Yeah. yeah. It's so wonderful. I want to I say something that I'm probably over-explaining, because uh, Ryan just mentioned Michael Slovis was shooting that day. So understand what we were talking about earlier. You shot, you guys shot uh, the whole this episode, episode except it, for the teaser. For you the shot... Teaser before the final two episodes yes. and then the very last day of shooting after I had wrapped as director the day before on the final episode yep. you guys came back for one day and the whole teaser was shot in that one day that except for Skylar's except for Anna's part which we shot previously that's true that so was it was just previously. all the stuff in the teaser that was out in the desert all that's the right. RV stuff yeah, all right. the RV stuff yeah. so Michael Slova shot the bulk of this except for the except for the A side of the teaser not yep. counting yeah. not yeah. counting Skylar yeah hey do you want to talk about what's missing from act one yeah, sure. Uh, oh, I know what yeah. you're going to say. Yeah. I was so happy this worked out. And this was your idea. No, I, I, I think originally, I forget, originally we had talked about doing it over the teaser or something, but I think it works good. Yeah, no, because the credits, the credits That's were missing. a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. If, I didn't know that. I remember there was a discussion, but I think that I just, you know. I, I, I wonder how many people noticed something missing from the, this, this act is so... So you guys actually got it to be put in Act Two? Is that what the deal is? We had to get like a yep. DGA. With yeah, because I yeah. I didn't see the I have not seen the episode mixed or anything. I just saw I think a producer's cut or something. Yeah. You yeah. know, several months ago, a couple months ago. But Ryan and and Moira both 
and I mean, anyone watching this, the act one is so dramatic. And I think, honestly, most people watching TV don't really notice the credits. Uh, they, they wash over me as a, as a viewer most of the time. Actually, now I, I know so many people in the business that I'm, I usually watch the credits of any TV show I'm watching because I'm, I'm yeah, looking for too. names. Yeah. But typically, I would think they kind of they kind of glide past you without you noticing them. But, but you guys rightly said, you rightly said, Ryan, that this act is so full of drama. And the credits go so long we actually laid the credits into act one and they they went way past hank's murder yes way past they they went, they went quite, a ways past. quite a ways past they went almost to the end of the right. act yeah wow. it was pretty close yeah because everything was so tight and yeah we wow. had nowhere to put them yeah so you gotta so you suggested we put them either in the teaser or in act two and they wouldn't really fit in a teaser no, that would have taken away a lot from the teaser because, yeah. again, we were in the in the RV and then outside in the close-up, yeah. so it would have been tough. And they physically, but they physically, I don't even think they would. The have time fit. would have been, yeah, because there are rules. You you the, the each card has to come up for their uh, for three seconds exactly, and there are rules about. So with the number of credits, they literally literally wouldn't have fit. In the <laughs> it teaser. would have been longer mm. than the teaser. Yeah, I haven't seen it in Act Two. Did they? Just go through the dung beetle sequence, or they go into Marie and they and end at stuff. the end of the dung beetle sequence. In other okay. words, rolling the barrel uh, yeah. up to before the uh, <laughs> oh, they end before the old native man native speaks. Man. Yeah. Okay. You, oh, you okay. see him, but okay. before they speak to each other, it ends. Oh, great. They end, that's I perfect. Think, yeah, that's actually pretty. Cool. They end, pretty I sweet. think they end right. Is that correct? I, I don't know if I remember where they ended, but I think they do end before we get to Marie. Okay, I think that you know, or at least they end before you get to Marie. Maybe they go through. The native man uh, getting his truck bought by Walt, well, but uh, but but the DGA I have to scenes. give credit to the DGA. They yeah. they did not want to do this, but uh, they exist. Uh, they're a very powerful union that exists to the aid and benefit of directors. Yeah. Hence the name Directors Guild of America. And when they knew that it was the director's idea, they uh, they were very cool about it. They did it on a what they what they call a non precedential basis meaning just because it happened here doesn't mean it'll ever happen again yeah. but uh, it was very helpful did yeah. you like kind of flash the DGA award that you just got <laughs> to get that he's, as he's, well he's wearing, he's wearing it right now as we speak like a giant belt buckle but I mean, sort of like a WWF I mean, wrestling so, trophy uh, so. Did you just say, "Hey, I was the director. I, I was the 2013 DGA Award winner. Can you do this for me?" Did no, that help? No, no, no. I did. Yeah, I did so get so like Ryan. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Look upon my works, you <laughs> mighty in despair, you mighty bitches. <laughs> so the the final thing that I wanted to talk about in the teaser, which I absolutely loved, was when I mean in the te- in the uh, in Act One, which I absolutely loved, was that when that that. In 513, at, at, towards the end there, before the shooting start, we see Jesse trying to reach for that handle. He actually clicks it, but we don't see what happens. And then he's gone. Yeah, he's and, gone. and you're like, whoa, what happened? Where'd he go? And then you see Walt, and Walt says, you know, I need you to get Jesse Pinkman. And he's like, I, you know, he sees him under the car. That was, can you guys talk about writer's room on that one? or? Uh. I, I mean, this one must have been we... really fun to break. Did you guys have a really good time in the room with this we one? We knew what we... It was we... hard. They were all hard. We knew... They were always yeah, hard. It was, it was all <laughs> torture. <laughs> torture. Um, well, no, I mean... In a good way. They were satisfying. Yeah. It, it's a, what I always say when people ask me, do I like writing? I say, I like having written. Yes. Yeah, me too. You know, past <laughs> I like when it's done. Yeah, yeah. But we, we knew already that we wanted... Um, we wanted Jesse to get captured. And so we needed to affect that. Yeah. And 
and we thought it would be especially cool because Walt has the opportunity not to say anything mm -hmm. and we thought it would be especially cool if you know he's just he gives him up yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah he could have he could have he could have left him there he could have yeah no that's such and a ryan designed such cool shot that's i mean i i keep saying that's one of my favorite shots and the, everything's one of my favorite yeah, shots no. in this episode beautiful it's crazy. beautiful but you had the the techno crane yeah thing that was so cool yeah we had like a it was on a we used the techno crane a lot out there just to, to avoid laying a lot of ton of dolly track but yeah. then we also got this special attachment that's a periscope lens so basically it just lets you get um the lens right there at ground level nice. and we used it for that uh to go up to jesse we also used it for the shot creeping up to uh the shotgun while hank is crawling towards oh, that? So, nice yeah so just a, a couple different shots where i knew we wanted to be right there on the deck that's and a great tool the techno crane is a german crane it's got an arm that telescopes straight out or inward so, because if you lay dolly track for a shot like that, you would see the dolly track itself. You'd have to figure out a way to get out over the, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always a way to do it, but yeah. it's the main thing was time. The main yeah. thing was just, okay, we can set the, the techno here, and yeah. then we can get our shots around. And, and yeah. telescope it straight out from the arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. other shadows ended up becoming a big issue. But oh, I guess anyway. they would. And we had to yeah. dig a little pit for Jesse underneath the car. Yeah, the, yeah he wouldn't yeah, fit yeah. under the car. There's very little under, clearance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we yeah, got that, yeah. and then we had special effects rig that drip of the gasoline. That's right. Just to at exactly right speed. Right. <laughs> so it takes? wasn't too How much. How many takes or something like that? Oh, God. We did a, a bunch of takes yeah. on that Really? One. That was okay. like six or seven takes, okay. I think, before we got it well, right. perfect. Yeah. I got to yeah. say, the attention to detail, I learn from Ryan every time he directs, whether it's a movie or, uh, or, or especially, I mean, watching your movies, I learn a lot from, as goes without saying, but, but something, I've spent this much time in the room, story-wise, you have a picture this is a wonderful opportunity. I have a picture in my brain of, of how I think the show will look, and then I learned so much from the way Ryan actually shoots it. There was a what about that great detail of when Walt falls. Uh, oh, that's right. the special that effect. Was, that's right. This was so another genius Ryan idea no, no, so that that visualized the 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 theme of the poem of of Ozymandias. And Ryan came up with this really cool notion to when, when after Hank dies and Walt sinks to his knees and then sinks to the ground in stages and his head hits the earth, that the ground would crack and disassemble, oh, yeah. rather like Walt's psyche. And so Ryan... And a little puff of dust yeah. would come up. So, <laughs> well, it all came from the script. I mean, because the poem, that poem was the first thing that... And talking to you about that poem and just the imagery in it and how much that poem meant to you guys and meant to you and the imagery of the cracked, the, the broken visage in the sand. And, uh, and I remember we were out scouting and I, in the desert and I looked how when I stepped down in dirt in the desert, the way it was packed, the way that the dirt cracked was really interesting. And so we started taking pictures of that and sent it to the effects guys and said, is there any way to duplicate this when Walt's head goes down? And um, they came up with this ingenious rig that was basically a plate with like a jigsaw puzzle like yeah. fitting together of, of wooden pieces that oh. looked like cracked dirt okay. plates. 
and then they put dirt over that, and they had, they had a pneumatic thing underneath it that would trigger it, and all the plates would kind of jumble a little, and then the cracks would be revealed, and a little dust would come up. Wow. The thing is, we shot the, and I was like, there's no way, I was like, this is, you guys did great work, this is awesome, and in the back of my head, I was thinking, there's no way this is going to work, <laughs> this is, <laughs> and then when we shot it, um, Walt goes down to his knees, and first of all, Andy, our, our camera operator, was gets a lot of credit because the the sun was flaring out the the, the lens, okay. and so when Walt goes down to his knees, the sun is flaring it out, and then when Walt falls, there's this really tricky move Andy has to do down, and the sun was flaring. You literally the screen was white, yeah, yeah. and so Andy was like, "We have to move him so he's not flaring the sun," and we yeah. did. And I'm like. That doesn't look quite as cool, though. Yeah. Do you think you could just practice the move over and over? And he just like stares at me deadpan and goes, <laughs> "And do it blind." And I go, "Yeah, just can we try that one?" <laughs> and he like nailed it on the first one, so he couldn't see a thing. But anyway, that wow. also means that because the, yeah. the way it hits, it's just it's, it's just yeah. perfect. It's uh, like great. That's Andy, man. Andy. He just wow. got it. So anyway, but I I was terrified because we didn't get. I realized we didn't get a take without the dirt gag. And I really couldn't tell on the tap whether I'm like, oh, is this going to look like a jigsaw puzzle underneath him or something? It looks great. So I remember being really, and really And the puff of dust. Yeah. Just it gets, works? Oh, right, it works cool. like gangbusters. Cool, cool, it's cool, just cool. fantastic. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's no, that's great. good to know. <laughs> I, just, I learned something. So it, all cool. comes yeah. from the cool. it all just comes from the image. So I know, I know people at Homer who don't do this for a living are listening and saying, wait a minute. Wouldn't it have been simpler to find a patch of dirt? that cracks the way you saw it but see the thing is it's got to be repeatable you yeah. can't keep moving around to a different piece of dirt you yeah. got the background's got to stay the same so you got to mm -hmm. be able to repeat it perfectly for take two take three take mm -hmm. four how many takes did that one take by the way that took a while that took a few actually that yeah. probably took five or six takes. i'm glad to hear it because it's so fucking great <laughs> <laughs> if you told me man we did it in one, one. Then, we, then i knew i had it, it we took moved fewer on. than we thought though because okay. of because of andy's skills actually it took a lot fewer than we thought and you shot that at 48 frames i believe too. yes yeah we shot that over crank so there'd be a little um slow motion yeah nice you know i gotta say too not to keep blowing smoke up your skirt oh, there but God. uh there's yet another one of my favorite cuts, there's so many favorite, just like uh, Moira was saying earlier, one of my favorite cuts is you go from that Technocrane reveal of Jesse underneath the car. Walt says, mm. found him. <laughs> and then you go in, you zoom, the techno, the techno boom in, yeah. and you see Jesse and the perfect, perfectly timed drip and all that. And then you cut to an overhead shot that makes me jump every time, which is Tate, one of the big Nazis, slamming the car door. Mm -hmm. And then them reaching under and pulling Jesse out into view. And what I love, why I know, one reason I know, one of the many reasons I know you're really good at what you do is, I wouldn't have thought of that as a cut. Mm. Here's the thing, and I take this as the highest compliment. I don't know why Tate is closing the car door at that moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a perfect cutting point, because on the slam of the car door, mm -hmm. It makes me jump every time. It's perfect. And obviously you saw that in your head in advance. Well, no, and that's a really good example of, I mean, I knew the cut from to over, but that was, it's the sort of thing, and you and you know this, you know, in directing too, it's, it's the sum of a dozen accidents. It's like on set, the car door was still open because we realized Jesse didn't shut the door when he got out of oh, it. Oh, is that what it was? And, then, and so we realized, oh, he's not yeah. going to be able to, I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to be able to crawl out. It'd be dangerous really? with the door open. And so Tate, and so so he goes, well, I guess you have to shut it at the beginning of it. And I thought in the back of my head, yeah, but we'll cut that out after the fact. And then when we got in the other room, we were messing around with it. We we're like, oh, that's a really great cut point. But then what really makes it work, the way you're talking about, is the sound, you know, is when you laid in the and then the slam. sound guys accentuated the big slam. Oh. 
which which you did in your cut mm-hmm. and wasn't even. And so I'm completely disassembling what you're saying about me having this perfect vision in my head. But, but that's how it works. Better tonight. No, but that's that's <laughs> and that's you know anyone that's put something together. I mean, you know that it is. That's inevitably what. Um, it, it's, it is just like every cool moment is the sum of a thousand parts that are other people coming together and it's more about taming it and trying to write it down and find those things and coming up with some perfect thing and executing you're it. a sweet guy so for, no, for giving everyone a peek behind the scenes just now <laughs> I, I will end it I will end it with this your episodes have way more of those happy accidents than everybody else's. <laughs> that's true. I'm that's telling true. you, man, because you because you got it because you know you know your shit. That yeah. that's a, I'm glad to. That's what a great story. That's a yeah. yeah. I love that cut. It's such a perfect cut. I mean, because most no one else I don't know who else would have thought of going straight down at that point. It's just it's such a great cut. Right, yeah. It's such a great. The whole episode is so perfectly Not directed. A hack. Hey, this is Kelly Dixon, and um, this is the part of the podcast where I break the regular part and jump uh, over to give you Aaron's thoughts of the podcast. So uh, enjoy, okay? When you read the script, this was like such the pivotal script, I think. When you read the script for for 514, Ozymandias, Mm. when they finally shoot Hank. Spoiler! Spoiler (laughs) alert! When they finally shoot Hank, and Walt gives you up. Where he's like, I get, you told me you get Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman I found yeah. him, and you were under the car. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about about all your feelings at that point, <sighs> that if ent- you can. Uh, yeah, that entire episode. I mean, everyone, even when we just started shooting the final eight, everyone was talking about five fourteen. Yeah, they said just wait until you read 514. Yeah, because you know what, I was talking to Ryan Johnson, who directed that episode, right? And it was funny because. Um, when we all read just the outline for that episode, we were like, this is going to happen. And then there's two more after yeah, that. How uh, can yeah, there be how two is more? That? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, right. They're like, just wait until you read 514. And I said, who's directing it? They said, Ryan Johnson. And I said, of course. I mean, because you know, we, uh, we're so we're, it's an embarrassment of riches with the directors that we have and the writers and it's really, but uh, Ryan's just such a perfect match for this particular episode. But when I read this episode, I just, I mean, it's just balls to the wall, no like room to breathe. I mean, no room to breathe through these final eight, but this episode was just like, oh my God. I mean, you guys all know, I mean, you saw it, it's just like, oh my God, yeah. what is happening right now? So at that point, Walt basically says, um, it, you know, I, well, I'm going to tell this story really quickly. Um, when I read last season the episode where Walt kills Mike Mm. and I honestly could not believe that that happened right um and I was like blown away and when I finished it I thought it was incredible it's one of my favorite episodes especially um Tom Schnauz who wrote it and directed is one of my favorite people and I I was so excited that you know he got to do such a great episode and then it turned out great too yeah it did um but when I read it I was like you know what I believe that Walt is going to tell Jesse about Jane just because he's a mean son of a bitch asshole. Yeah. And when I read the outline for this and it happened, I just, I was like, well, I feel like vindicated because I was right. But did you think that that was going to happen ever? Especially I, after yeah. Fly? I, um, I, the thing is, I always wanted Jesse to know the truth. But then when we started shooting this final eight and just where Jesse was at emotionally, I just thought, oh man, you know what? Maybe it's best he doesn't know. Because what's that gonna do? 
you know what? It's going to make him feel better? No, it's going to make him feel worse. Right. So why? Why? Why show him that? But God damn it. And especially how it happened when he gives up Jesse, he's under the car, they're like dragging him away, and you see Walt say, wait, just wait. And Jesse turns like, oh my God, wait, there might be a glimmer of hope here. Mm -hmm. He comes over, and there is this like look of like concern that Walt gives. And then he just said, I watched Jane die. When I read that, I, I, I just, I couldn't, I still can't believe that uh, that happened. I know, I'm, it's, it's, your heart just drops. I just. Oh and then they take you and, and just, you know, now you've become an indentured slave because you know how to cook the blue. I mean. But how genius is get that? more tortured. <laughs> Jesse, you've got to be glad at least that Breaking Bad is done so because it's got to have put you in such an emotional state. Yeah, like I mean, you know, time. yeah, because you're, you know, you're you're going through those emotions, and so it's a little rough. But um, I I loved, I loved, I loved every moment of it. L let me ask you what it was like to work with uh, Jesse Plemons. Mm, um, what was God, so funny brilliant. too, in in uh, in in the it, we would be listening to like. Uh, you know, the the director or something when they would yell cut or something like that. And they would right. talk about, or they would come in, directors would come in and there would be a scene with uh, Jesse Plemons and Uncle Jack. And those guys' real names are Jesse and Michael. They would talk about, okay, in the scene with Jesse and Mike, and we'd be like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not the scene, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, but um, what was it like, you know, working with Jesse Plemons? Because obviously you guys hated each other in on screen. But yeah. you know, what was that like? Um, it, did you guys get along? Hopefully oh, absolutely. Along. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we absolutely got along, and um, he's just so um, incredible to um, to watch. He's so incredible to watch. I mean, we all know. I mean, I hate Todd. <laughs> and I hate Todd. I hate him. And, you know, we were just talking about uh, the final episode of last season, um, uh, the Crystal Blue Persuasion sort yeah. of montage. Uh, watching that and not being a part of the cooking <laughs> montage really made me feel sick. It made you, me, you as Aaron Paul. Yes. It made me feel sick. Even though I... Fucker, I that's no, yeah, my spot. That's my spot. Even though I want Jesse uh, Pinkman to be far away from that as possible, it was just really hard to watch another guy um, cook with, uh, with Mr. White. And another guy named Jesse. And another guy it. named Jesse. <laughs> Like wait, what? What's happening? Okay, let's uh, just say let's move let's on back to the rest of the, <laughs> the, <end> of the <laughs> episode so we can get out. Sorry, but it's like the I think um, um, again, I, I think it's the greatest act of TV ever. <laughs> I really do. I really do. <laughs> so far, oh, I, until the Saul Goodman spinoff. So well, far, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's just it's an amazing act of television, and my hats off to all you guys. Okay. <laughs> talked about talk about your rolling the barrel sequence. <laughs> oh, the dung beetle. Well, that's 
yeah i mean it's all it's, you guys should you guys talk about it. it's all in the script i mean yeah we shot yeah i mean page. you know so it's just so funny because walt has been left with this one barrel of his how much we didn't even know how much money but basically he had i think uh just about nine 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 million and change I think. no not the barrel but like all of that money they basically left him one which is nice they left of them. Him one I out of 80 million nice. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so it, whatever yeah. mathematically it's one yeah. one seventh he says it he, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe 11. He said, I have 11. I'm sorry, I, have, I say I it wrong. You're right, 11 million. Yeah, you're right. I get my math All we wrong. need to do is leave. <laughs> but it's funny because he, like, you know, of course, you know, it, it totally makes sense. Like, you guys call it the dung beetle sequence because he's basically rolling <laughs> his house on... Uh, or lying the dirt, and you've got yeah. all these shots where it's like really, really like yeah. long, long. Vince lens. started calling it dung beetle. Really yeah. long. When you first, yeah, when yeah, you first yeah. started talking about it, and it makes us laugh every time. Yeah. But that, that's what dung beetles do, man. That's what yeah. they do. It's just yeah. like, and whoever's got the biggest ball, baddest ball of dung, gets the chicks and everything. Just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, It's true. But it was really fun scouting those locations and for Ryan deciding like which ones yeah. are going to go like longer, longer, Again, longer. Really show the Western explicitly because oh, yeah. so much of you know the style of the show that you guys have set up is feels like a, a West, like those Western references, and then yeah. to actually be out there in the desert like doing yeah. Western style shots was yeah. really fun. And then so laying much. in the original pants. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, hey, let's that. talk about hey, the I pants. Wonder, I wonder how many people listening to this won't have noticed it. I, I think they're perfectly in there too, by the way, because they are not, there's no light shined upon them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but they are there. If a uh, little, little, uh, little, a little Easter egg for you guys, if you haven't noticed it already. Yeah, go ahead. Because um, a lot of people would not have noticed it, I don't think. We thought it would be really cool to call back to the pilot where. Again. Again. Where, you know, Walt's khaki pants fly through the air and are abandoned in the desert a year ago, pretty much today yeah, in yeah. our in our show, right? So oh, yeah, I guess it, yeah. Um, we thought it would just be really cool to drop it in as a little callback <laughs> note to have Walt here in the wreckage, you know, wheel his dung beetle barrel <laughs> just right on past them, moldering <laughs> in the desert. And that's we never, we never point at it, but it's there. They're there. That's look, awesome. look for them. They're in the foreground as Walt is. Uh, the camera's panning with him. He's rolling from right to left, and uh, it's it's in there. He goes past a pass a cactus, and then they're there in the foreground. I think it was story wise. It was about what about a year and six months ago. Year and four, four to year and four to six yeah. months, something like that. And Let's I, talk about uh, Marie uh, and Skyler. Um, in the in the car wash. I mean, they don't. Those two um, actresses don't get that many scenes together, and usually the ones they get are like power packs. So. Can I give a shout out to before we move on? Of course. To uh, have you seen the final? No, I haven't seen the final don't version. Don't yeah. really? There is yeah. a, a song, and I hope you like it. Oh, in oh, your episode. Oh, really? I can't yeah, wait. it's uh, Thomas Goljevich found our a wonderful music supervisor found a song to go over the dung beetle scene. Really, I can't wait. And it is. He played a lot of versions for us, yeah. and the first three notes of this version, I literally said, "No fucking way!" <laughs> and, I, and I, I was like saying to Skip, "Turn it off. I don't want to hear the rest of it." And then it started growing on me, and I think it's one of my favorite cues we've ever had. You want me to tell you the name of the? Is it a Rihanna song? Is it the yes, one? It's Rihanna, yeah. California King. Yeah, it's it's an old folk group called the uh, the Limelighters. Okay, it's from the '50s, I believe, and and. Uh, uh, What's the name of the song? It's uh, 
but it's the limelighters and it's uh the refrain is uh uh oh hell it's like take 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 my true love by the hand leader through the square oh i'm excited it's it's i'm it's, excited it's really traditional yeah it uh, opens with wait. whistling oh my yeah. god that's great it is so <laughs> and and actually it's and it was a bit polarizing with some of the some of the you know we got a yeah. few uh from the from the sony and amc executives we got are you sure you want to go with this song? <laughs> this song is I, and I and i answered back i said i said my initial gut reaction my, my initial visceral hair on the back of the neck reaction was yeah. oh this is terrible yeah it's but thomas really outdid himself with this oh, one. i can't yeah, wait it's really it's can't really wait. something can't wait. So i love i love this one of my favorite uh, uh needle drop cues uh cool. you know versus versus dave porter stuff he writes for us this is one of my That's favorite right at that score, moment uh, source cues. Up after finding the bullet hole oh, in the car oh, and he looks it. and sees the barrel <laughs> and he knows what he's gonna do <laughs> and the music cue comes in it's a great cue it's a great cue and yeah. i would have never it, thought of it in a million years and it finishes perfectly right when he's coming up to saginaw's oh, <laughs> and and it's yeah, saginaw it was, by the way was great the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. the elderly uh native, native american gentleman. yeah, yeah. He did a what great a job. He so was a sweetheart. Let's get to uh, the the two the two, car two wash. ladies. Yeah, the yep. two ladies in the at the car wash. Three ladies, including the cameo in ha. That's oh, right. Yes, Moira. Uh, that that's me, the extra <laughs> and the car wash customer. That was hilarious. Good for you. So that's you uh, getting rung up by Junior. Uh huh. And then you, uh, while Skyler's on the phone in the foreground. Yeah, you, and the blue blazer. I walk through flame. And this is a tough thing for Marie, you know, and especially for us as an audience, knowing that Hank is dead, but she doesn't know. I mean, it's just, it's very, it was very like, yeah, very sad. But she's very strong here. I mean, she, and she's laying down the law and she does a, I mean, it's, it's you're going to tell June, you're going to tell him today. And she's right. Worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's being strong for both of them. It's tough love. And it's, um, yeah, it's a great scene. Um, and so then we see what what basically has happened to Jesse. We think that, I mean, that was a thing too. I was like, he he's gonna really kill Jesse, meaning you. I was like, he, they're gonna really kill Jesse. And then you guys thought of just having Jesse be like a an indentured slave, basically. And um, did you guys know that that was gonna happen? Was that something that you came up with in the room, or is that something that we? We came up with everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? Wait All a minute. It took many, many months. Let me mention, things. though, because I remember you saying something where you actually had an idea about some things that were going to happen, and you had to basically sell it to the rest of the writers. No, I got you. I, I know what you're saying. I understand the difference. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I can't even remember where we came what, who came up with what, who came up with what. That's when. why I like having a second writer on these podcasts, because usually they remember somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a ton of stuff, like Vince is saying. And, were uh, you actually, was it a possibility that you were going to just kill Jesse? It was sure. Was it, it, it was a possibility. A lot of people could, could die. And I'm not going to say who does and who doesn't okay. in this podcast. Yeah. But, but up um, till using this as an example of, of up till now, it's always a possibility. Some possibilities are, by their very nature, more remote than others. But everything was on the table for up for discussion. Everything. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you yeah. this. I know this is sort of veering a little bit, but I'm curious. Um, you know, you have to make contractual arrangements with these actors. You know, and so does that mean that you like if you say, okay, we're gonna 
we we're after making an eight episode deal with you know an ep, an an actor for the and then you decide to kill him in the middle like you did with Hank. I mean you know I'm, when these actors would make this deal, you guys I don't think you would actually come up with this storyline yet. There would be no way. The, sometimes reality intrudes as far as sometimes actors are no longer available or whatever like that happened with Raymond Cruz mm-hmm. uh, who played Tuco back in season two uh, he he was uh, he was very much uh, uh, enjoyed shooting the show and and to his regret and to ours he was unable to continue because he was uh, contract contractually obligated to, to continue on the TNT show the closer mm-hmm. as an example I give that but I mean as far as our our, our main leads uh, our main ensemble uh we pay them for every episode, whether they're in it or not. So, okay. so, so there's nothing contractually rain. stopping us from killing off a <laughs> character, especially in the final season. Okay. I mean, so, so, uh, so well, that, I, that's not really, that doesn't really, they enter, all had that targets on their backs. Exactly. Uh, let me that, ask that, you that doesn't really enter into it. That doesn't enter into the story. Like the, as far you. as like with, with, uh, with Dean, I mean, how early did you know? And when did you have to tell him and how, what was that meeting like? We knew pretty early in the process that that he would not survive the season, and and uh, oddly enough, I don't remember that. Well, I think I no way that it was on the his, phone. I called him up. Yeah, and he we we knew we were going to try to help him out with his next commitment yeah. um, in terms of our schedule as yeah. well. You know so what? There was a little. In. We didn't do it because of this, but but actually, we everyone knew how long we t- intended to shoot, and and. Dean had an opportunity to go do another show, and that that was not the reason Hank is killed off, not 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 in the least. But when you know in advance what an actor's schedule, what the future holds, what they hope to to go off and do, that helps you decide, make some of these decisions. So so I think some of that entered into the decision making process, although it did not, not prin- really principally guide it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but so so I haven't said that. I, I actually I remember I was uh, it was I was driving home from the office and uh, got Dean on the phone, pulled over to the side of the road, and had I think told him from the side of the road on the way home, <laughs> hey, uh, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> and he was very cool about it. And I said, you know, you're going to make it, you know, almost to the end of the series, and uh, you know, and you're going to go out like a goddamn man. <laughs> and that was uh, and that I mean, I'm, and that I'm, was important. To that us. was important. And it that was important, important to, to Dean too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, absolutely. Really. So, okay, so now we get to this. I remember watching um, a, an early cut of this fight, which was amazingly done. Ryan, Moira, Skip, oh, yeah. especially. It was it was so good. RJ does such a great job in it. I mean, it was really rather disturbing. I mean, especially when they start rolling around Grappling on the floor. And... It was awesome. Yeah. So was this a tough one? Did this take a long time? You know what? I got to ask because I remember you you working on it for quite a while because we share a, a, a common wall. Oh. So I would hear it all the time. Then when you came in, Ryan, I would hear you guys working on it a lot. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, wow, this is amazingly great. Mm. It's an amazing sequence. Yeah. It was better part of a... It was a it was a big chunk of yeah. <laughs> that yeah. day. How long did all that sequence take from I'm, from when he arrives when they arrive I'm in the room? Honestly, and... trying to remember, was it more than one full solid day of it shooting in the living room? No, no. because uh, that was the day, day from hell for Anna. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. That was all Anna all oh, that's day. Right. And when we were done, didn't we with start this the fight, day at the exterior with her running out and yep. screaming? Yeah. And then so at you the, shot that before you shot the fight. And then, I think so. but then wow. at the after we shot the fight, 
we shot the te- her portion of the teaser. That's right. And yeah. she was you so did all of that in one day? Yeah. Well, that's a, that was the thing. When we were oh doing God. the schedule and we had Brett Dos Santos, who was an incredible AD, and when he was planning the whole thing out, it would be the sort of thing where we'd look at and be like, I remember what we, I forget what we ended up shooting on the first day, but it'd be like, oh God, we can't start with that scene. No. And then when I took a moment and thought, I'm like, but every single scene in this episode is mm-hmm. that scene that you can't start with, the scene that you would ease into. Yeah. It's like there there isn't an easygoing act in the whole thing. And no, so every true. every act in the episode is kind of like the what would be the big act in, in an episode. And so yeah. it was just that we, had, we just had to commit to it and say, okay, every day there's going to be, you know. And it, I think, um, you know, who that ends up being the – who you got to just take your hat off to the most are the actors yeah. just going through in yeah. Anna in particular had, you know, uh, a lot of intense stuff. On Started calling rehearsal? her um, warrior princess. Yeah. She was pretty amazing. Um, there was rehearsal yeah. and we had two stunt doubles. Um, but all that they did was the grapple right before they fall to the floor. Oh, really? That's yeah. all and they, they did. They did the fall to the floor. They did they the fall to down, the floor, yeah. but okay, yeah. uh, really Brian and Anna yeah. did everything else and, and nailed it. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just really wow. impressive. But the physical stuff, I think, was actually less strenuous than, like, the, so the stuff that really takes it out of of, of them is the emotional stuff. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, doing the actual fighting and getting to, I mean, you think about the places that, you know, Anna had to go to for a lot of those scenes emotionally. It's just over and over again. Um, You're right. It's mm-hmm. almost like a little break when we just get to do the fighting stuff. <laughs> in a way. It's like, you know, as opposed to breaking down crying in the middle of the street. That's what really, yeah. you know, the, the place she has to go oh, to Oh, I know. That. And, yeah. and just running out. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, when I read the, the when I read uh, the uh, the outline, I was just horrified, obviously. And he takes that baby and I was just like, Oh my, you know, just, it was just amazing. Yeah. Just some amazing work that you guys did. Just the baby to is great. It. The yeah. baby is great. Baby Holly. <laughs> when she's banging on the window and there's baby Holly. Yeah, but, yeah. It should be said, baby Holly was not in the vehicle at any moment that it was moving, you know. Yes. I, yeah. Well, feeling like one sh- quick shot and then it's yeah. a fake baby. It's a baby doll. Yeah. So, no babies so, in peril. So. But uh, yeah, but when he just when he snatches the baby, it was just like I mean, because you just don't expect it. I mean, I didn't expect it, and I was just like, and and uh, and then she's running out in the street, and it's just your heart is just, and that's only Act Three. It was like was she she wearing? And I'm serious. It's not a funny. I don't mean this funny question. Was she wearing knee pads? Because she has to drop to her knees. I think they put some pads on her. Yeah, yeah. because that hurts every time I see that. Because she's dropping full weight on her knees. She did such a. And you know, it's like I know that Anna. Anna has kids. Betsy has kids. And whenever there is something with a child where they have to deal with, and it's emotional like that, they're both very, very, very conscious about the baby and, and how the baby is feeling and stuff like that and. And so it's got to, I mean, just for her to even go there for, you know, for to have somebody take your child is, oh, yeah. is just, even though it's their father, but at this point she's like, he's crazy. He's, a, you know, yeah. I don't, you know. It was intense. Well, and, and then, then big, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying the big, the, the, for me, the one huge thing I remember performance wise, figuring out like how to play it was the moment where. Uh, he says, I tried to save him. Yeah. And that ended up, like, what we ended up, uh, and I haven't, I haven't seen the Final Cut, but I know what the stuff that we ended up, like, landing on was very different than the way that we, uh, the way that you originally had expressed it originally. Yeah. About it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that kind of burst of, 
and that was Brian actually on set. He was like, it felt it felt right to him to go very big with that moment, as if Walt is losing control, in almost like impulsively he says it, you know, yeah. as opposed to I think. Uh, yeah, originally when we were talking it was about it was a different it, thing yeah. yeah it was a another uh, entrapment i guess it was another mani- manipulation right originally right, right, right. And this, she sort of blurts it out right and the we got other it several different ways great moment that i love I, in that scene is is the way walt says you know we're a family yeah and then that the beat, hell's wrong with you and yeah. then it's like that beautifully played kills me yeah well, i love the way he says i mean the way it is in the final version he says I try to save him. He, he yeah. blurts it out. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. He, he yeah. loses. He, he can't. Works really the facade well. cracks. In yeah. other words, like the facade, like the mud cracked, the yeah, dried yeah, mud yeah. cracked when it hit at the pavement there. It's in the so earlier sad. Well, that was too. Brian. Just, that was uh, like, yeah. It was really yeah. great. Yeah. Also, I got to do a little self-serving moment here and say to any directors who may be listening to this, uh, uh, that uh, Ryan was most certainly welcome all through the editing process and the mixing process and all that. But he had, oh, yeah. he had to. No, so no, no, I was gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And that's <laughs> and more so than. And also, also, I'll say. I mean, I, I just, you know, the the amount of uh, um, of creative, you know, everything on the show. And we were talking before about planning the shots out and shooting just what you need. And most shows on TV, you would get probably get fired and never be asked back if you shot like that. I think the <laughs> fact that that you that you have the the you know that you have the the, the the just you give people who are on your team kind of that amount of trust and that amount of creative you know people investment in it is really special. People I think so. That's well, that's all to you. A guy yeah, like you, yeah, yeah. a guy like or a lady like Michelle McLaren, yeah. people who earn it, you you'd be crazy to. To get in the way. Yeah, there's shots yeah. that I've seen where I'm like, only Ryan Johnson can get away yeah. with this. <laughs> <laughs> only Ryan Johnson can get away with this. But uh, okay, so uh, starting Act Four, we're talking about we're, the baby. We're on the baby, and you know, Walt's taking, oh, Walt's trying to take care of the baby. Well, and change station, and, that's <laughs> and it's fun. so gross too. But it's just, it's kind of sweet in a smarmy way, you know, where he's in the well, the baby started actually. You know, you know, baby for, station. For yeah, upset. well, the baby started calling for its for for mom, and yeah. at for, and then because that's not like that was written. <laughs> the baby wasn't doing its lines; it actually started calling for its mother. And then we all just looked at each other at the monitor, and we're like, "Oh my god, it's electrifying! It's yeah. absolutely yeah! It's it's absolutely." It's, the baby starts going, mama, mama. Yeah. and you're just like, you can't, you can't. It's just, I don't know, just yeah. fantastic. So you guys were torturing the baby all that time, just, just trying to get the shot? Keeping his mother away from it. Keeping her mother away from her. And a so knife to its thing. mom's throat just on camera. The baby is very well trained. Very well trained. But then you've got this wonderful scene. I mean, this incredible scene where... You know, Walt, I mean, he's so smart, just like you guys said on other podcasts. He knows that, you know, the police are probably there, and he knows that he's got to, he cares enough about Skylar and his family to not have her be implicated in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. So he's, and I mean, even reading it in the outline was just like such an emotional thing because. You know, Moira, I've said before on these podcasts, like, your writing is so illustrative and so wonderful just to read. And it's like, you hear, you feel the emotion that he's so sad 
but he's like being so mean to her on the phone. Monstrous. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the kind yeah. of thing, and Moira wrote it beautifully, but it was one of the two scenes I can think of off the time I had that I was really worried about. Most actors wouldn't be able to pull it off. The other scene I remember really worrying about was Scott Winant and uh, uh, George, George Crawl Space. Scott Winant directed uh, George Masters be. and uh, Sam Catlin wrote it where he's laughing <laughs> hysterically in the, in the bottom of the crawl space. And that's the kind of thing we worried about it because, like, if the actor can't pull it off, it'll look ridiculous. I remember and, worrying about that when I yeah. read it. And then <laughs> Brian like, Cranston just, just fucking <laughs> nailed it. And you edited that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just fantastic. And this one, too. This one, too. He pulled this it is, off both it, times. It pulled it off beautifully because in this scene, he is... His voice is completely hard as, as Flint. He's saying to his wife, you bitch, you know, you never believed in me. So it's not in the voice. It's only in the eyes. It's only in the... So he's got the... He looks like he's going to... His face is going to melt into tears, and yet his voice is steely. It's 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 amazing, that yeah. duality. He's brilliant. Yeah. And she, on her end, knows what he's doing. She I mean, she cares out, so yeah. much about the baby, and she's worried. She puts it but together. But she knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. And, and you see the moment she puts yeah, it together exactly. on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so Ryan, you know, in your thoughts about shooting that, it was very simply shot. It wasn't like, there wasn't a whole yeah. lot going, I mean, you know, you did it very simply. You put it on their faces and just mm-hmm. let them go. Yeah, we tried. We had the side shot where I, I wanted to really feel the presence of the rest of the room mm-hmm. and, the, and the cop behind her with a recorder just to set the context for it. But then that front shot to register her mm-hmm. face and then trying to echo a little bit the coverage we used for the phone call at the beginning and the teaser was the only other conscious thing. Other than that, it was really simple. It was really, really simple. And I love the fact that, you know, jumping to the end where you guys um, in the writer's room decided to have him leave the baby. I mean, I remember reading that and just being like, oh my God, thank God that he had the sense enough to send the baby back home. You know, and it was like, was that an easy one for you guys? Or was that, you know, kind of like, you knew that that was gonna happen? Cause I certainly did it when I read it until I saw it. Everything's everything's up for discussion. Really? Everything, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. But in the end it felt right that the best thing he could do for his family yeah. was to leave. Yeah. yeah. And um, and make sure the baby got back. I so love we, that. we get to that moment um, in the following scene where we discover him waiting, you know, with the truck parked yeah. at the um, at the dam. Mm-hmm. And, and we get to see that he's. And we see. We it saw Jesse in his. Back, <laughs> we know. Bless and we him. see I it in Walt's. We see it in Walt's body and his and his posture mm-hmm. and, you know, that he's. He is absenting himself from mm, life yeah. as, as he knows it. And, and then the disappearer van pulls up. Yep. Mm. And a shout out to uh, two firemen. Two firemen? Two oh, in the, oh, in the oh scene. to Noah. Yeah, to, to yeah, Noah. Yeah, buddy Noah. Yeah, my buddy Noah. Yeah, oh, and also, it was, yeah. It was yeah. so cool that Noah came out. Yeah, my and friend Noah's Noah great. Segan. No, you guys were sweet. So, yeah, it was, but he, had, he was just like Wait, in, so in heaven. Wait, so he was in what Looper. He was yeah, Kid yeah. Blue in Looper. Kid Blue in Looper. He's a friend of mine, and he just wanted to come out and hang out anyway. <laughs> and so just getting to be on the Breaking Bad set, but... Uh, yeah, but there you guys were very. He's the one who discovers the baby. Yeah, yeah. he has. He a does a great job. He's terrific. He's a great yeah, actor. He's yeah, a great yeah, actor. Yeah. And yeah. we, we wanted also, an actor. 
Yeah. yeah, for oh, that yeah. moment, and he did, really we, we were to lucky to and have him. And the baby is very yeah. sweet in the in the truck. The there baby, too. the she baby literally melts your heart. I don't yeah. know how you got that shot, but oh, she only luck. only one eye peeking oh, out from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. we only got two. I know. Yeah, it's we had two babies, two shots, the two takes. That's all yeah, we could that get. They Mo? were both upset. It was late at night. Yeah, in the big scary fire truck. I mean, yeah, it was a lot to ask. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other the other firefighter was. Uh, the the yeah, bass player, player for Santana. Yeah. yeah, yeah Again, yeah. another fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. of his own volition. What was, got, his, what was his name? I forget his name. Benny. Benny. Yeah. Benny. 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 So Santana so rocks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted awesome. to hang on the set so we could have a scene. Awesome. That's so funny. And right. that was uh, hats off to the Albuquerque uh, Fire Department. Yeah, they let us in there. Yeah. yeah. I remember we held up a take to get the uh, position of the pieces on the chessboard. Exactly right, which was the everyone was and just rolling called, their eyes on set because we were literally holding the role so that we could get the chessboard arranged like in an actual end game where which the is, White King was not in, oh. going to be checkmate on the next move, but is a few moves away from it basically. And we had really? asked for that, yeah. and who helped us Seriously? was Tom Schnoz, yeah. really? and we had asked for that, and he set it up in his writer's room. With Gordon, right. our writer's assistant, they set up the board and took a picture of yeah. it for us to have. And I forwarded it on to production yeah. and somehow it got lost in translation and we were there ready to shoot and the board wasn't set up properly. And we were like, wow, shit, how's it wow. go? We didn't know, but we knew, <laughs> Ryan knew exactly what move he wanted to I start the scene with. I so we, it. it's like 11 at night, I call Tom back in LA I'm like, Tom. And he answered the phone miraculously. And he told us how to. the position. (laughs) So I'm on the phone. The guys are moving the pieces around. Everybody's holding. And then we shoot. That's a great story. I love that. (laughs) Tom picked right up. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, because usually he has a headset on when he's masturbating. So So he's always wearing a headset. Is what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, this one one again, these podcasts have gone incredibly long. But I think our our listeners will be very happy. You know, they're going to be really happy that we have all this this info on these these, uh, shows. Ryan... Um, we talked, um, um, way back, I think way back on, in probably like last September, no, it couldn't have been last September, it was probably like Mm -hmm. January at some point. And I I remember whenever that, that outline came out and I was, I was emailing with Ryan. No, it was back in December, I think, or something. Uh, And I was emailing with Ryan at that point. No, maybe it wasn't December, whenever that outline. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. But I was emailing with Ryan and he's like, oh my God. I can't believe this is my script, and I cannot believe that there's two more after this. Well, you I know? just, I mean, I just want to say, I, I felt really, <laughs> really, I've said this to you guys a lot of times, but I want to say it again, it's, I felt so privileged, and I felt such a sense of responsibility to work on this script. And I mean, all of the, all of them are tremendous, but this in particular, what goes on in it, the fact that you guys, you know, just l- let me be part of the team. I was just meant so, so happy. Record, and I, think it's a, I got to choose. Just for the record, I requested Ryan Johnson for this episode. I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go got one. Him. I'm, I'm right. gonna go one past you because I was talking to Ryan Johnson about this last January. Now, ladies, <laughs> let's not fight about this. <laughs> I, I was talking to Ryan when he was mixing Looper, and I said, "There's a good possibility you need to like call over there." And he's like, "I don't want to bug him," and I'm like. 
bug them. <laughs> Ladies, there's enough Ryan to go around. <laughs> <laughs> no, this wasn't even last January. It was like January before back. that, right? Yeah. When did you move Slooper? It wasn't anyway. last January. Yeah. It was like, we got him. It was yeah, like a, well. a year ago. But I'm but, just uh, happy we didn't shit the bed. That was the day to day. We're like, okay, there's we, still time to fuck still this time up. Still time to shit the bed. Yeah. Because I remember actually talking to Vince at the Emmys last year, and I said, hey, I don't mean to interrupt your dinner, but uh, how about uh, if there's an opening, just in case, how about calling Ryan? Oh, yeah. My mole. You're my mole. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was absolutely uh, a great idea and a, and a no-brainer. Now we're lucky to have you. And Skip, you did a hell of a yeah. job editing. Yeah, great no, job. we all great did. Job it was editing. great. It was a pleasure. Again, Thank you. you yes. Yeah. Right. And, and as you said, you didn't shit the bed, but I think people are going to shit the sofa when they watch oh, the oh, yeah. poster. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so, yes, there are two episodes left after this one. But don't bother with them. This is, this is, this is a high point, really. We, uh, so we will talk. Just stop we will, right here. We will see you guys again or uh you know like uh, we will be with you again next week um this episode what is this uh, ozymandias this episode is mm-hmm. is titled ozymandias it was written by moira wally beckett directed by ryan Yay. johnson and uh the next episode is called next episode is called granite state granite episode state. 515 written and directed by, by peter, peter gould, gould who oh. did uh an excellent job yep so uh thank you ryan moira Vince, Skip, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Gordon, over there in the corner for uh, for putting this all together. Thank and you for keeping quiet, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, let's go break bad. <laughs>